Welcome to Coffee and Tea with Denise and B, where we normalize feelings and we humanize conversations. Hey guys, welcome to episode number four. Number four. <laughs> I'm so excited. Today, we're going to be talking about breaking cycles. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that as, this is how I was visualizing it. I was thinking about it like, like chains. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of saw myself a couple times like being like having chains on my feet, like on my ankles. Yeah. And kind of like dragging that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because when I made the post yesterday about it or mm-hmm. today when I posted it this morning, I was thinking about it last night was breaking the chain, the chains and forging new connections. Yeah. It's not until you get rid of that, though, that you're able to make those connections. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the aha moment, right? you know, that I haven't been able to reach a certain point because I'm still thinking Mm -hmm. the way I used to think. The the Mm -hmm. only way I know how to think. Right. And it's not until you start, like, like realizing that and stepping Mm -hmm. out of that comfort zone. Right. That you're like, oh, my gosh, I've been missing out on so much stuff. And it's also... (laughs) kind of releasing the binds that you've been in for so long. Yeah. It's – and it's heavy. Mm -hmm. It's like how do you – like how do you accept that you've been – one of the biggest things for me this week was I am not kind to myself. Right. I am so demanding. Mm -hmm. I am so demanding and I was talking to – Okay, first of all, a little let's backtrack a little bit. Last week was like, ugh, like yeah. can you be over already? Like Friday came along and I was like, fuck yeah, the week's <laughs> gonna be over. I can't wait for this shit to go away. And I was in such a funk. I had learning days, because you guys know that I call them learning days, not bad days. And I knew there was a big lesson coming at the end of those two days, mm-hmm. but I went back to, you know, staying in my room, not wanting to talk to anybody, not wanting to do anything, no motivation whatsoever. Yeah. And we talked about in the la- last podcast with you, you went through that for a weekend. Mm-hmm. I overdid it. I, I, I went yeah, she's it. like, do you want to go to dinner? And then she's like, oh, wait, I, I think I should be going home. And I'm just trying to do things. And I'm like, no, girl, get your ass up. We're going to dinner. She said, get your ass up. It's been a week and you need some sun. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Then it started raining on us. I said, I said, you need some endorphins. <laughs> she did. Yeah, I went through it for a week and I could not get out of it. And then I had a meeting with um, my life coach and she was like, you realize you're still demanding stuff Mm -hmm. from yourself. Like you're still saying, um, I need to break these chains. I I need to break these patterns. And she's like, why don't you just, she's been teaching me how to change like my wording, Mm -hmm. like the way I express myself. Especially from a negative to a positive. From a negative to a positive. And I never understood the power in, in those words. And she's like, instead of saying, 
you need to break these chains. You need to do this. You need to be more patient. Mm -hmm. You need to learn to relax. You need to learn to let things go. She's like, why can't you just be kind to yourself and then think, what's my responsibility in this? Right. She's like, do you like when you change the words, they don't feel as negative. Mm -hmm. They don't carry that strong negative energy. Right. And it's kind of like when she said that, like, what's my responsibility in this? And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) So much more sense. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's funny because I feel like we each have our moments where we're going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, this week was was that. Yeah. And I thought about it on the way here, whereas I'm demanding so much from my inner child Mm -hmm. because that's what I'm healing right now. Given the fact that everything that just happened is kind of like, who am I now? What is my new identity? And I'm asking myself now that this, you know, proverbial band-aid has been ripped off and I'm healing, you know, how, what does that look like for me? You're like in that aftermath, Mm -hmm. you know? Who am I now with the trauma gone? Yeah. What happens now? How do I react to certain situations? Mm -hmm. And I find myself being back in that mode where I'm talking not negatively, but also not very nicely to my inner child Mm -hmm. because that's the way I would have done things. Mm -hmm. And it's to the point where I, I'm thinking to myself, I can't do that anymore because that's the part of me that has to fully heal to understand we are safe and we are okay and we are worth more than we're giving to ourselves. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize how much pressure I used to put on myself. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like you said, like we all o- we always go through like similar stuff at the same like during the same weeks or in the same days. And I remember you were like texting me. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like who am I, you know, like, and I'm like, listen, girl, <laughs> you turned like, in, you turned into me for a second. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, listen, girl, you need to just let it be. And I'm like giving her this advice to just let it be. You know, it, her own personality is going to come to herself. but And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. but <laughs> No, wait. But I told you that because – wait, wait. So I told you that because I had just gone through that mm-hmm. since um, Saturday that we went out for dinner. Yeah. By the way, you guys, Denise and I actually went out for dinner instead of coffee and tea. Yeah. Like we've never done that But then she ended before. up having coffee at the end of the night. I did have coffee. I still had to have my coffee. <laughs> but uh, – so that's the day that I realized I don't have to figure out who I am mm-hmm. after all this trauma and after all this stuff that I'm still going through. But I was going through it in a different way because at the end of the day, like Denise and I still have our own experiences. We mm-hmm. still have our own past, but we're very connected as far as like right. our timelines mm-hmm. and this, the kind of like the same feelings that we go through. So I started going through it as who who am I around my friends now? Who are my friends Mm -hmm. really? Like there's this journey that I'm going through and I'm going through all this healing and I still have my learning days and I still have days that are just very rough. And 
like how do I share this new side of me to my friends? Do I share them? And I started finding myself kind of like out of place. Mm-hmm. And by the time you texted me, I had already figured out <laughs> <laughs> that I don't have to ask myself, like, who am I anymore? Everything's going to come to me. And then it took me back to what my life coach, um, Dalia, was trying to teach me. You're still demanding stuff from yourself. Yeah. You're telling yourself, okay, what are you going to do now? Who are you supposed to be now? Mm-hmm. And you're putting all this pressure on yourself that you don't have to. Who's rushing you? Right. Nobody. Mm-hmm. So by the time Denise texted me, I had already figured that out. So I was like, all right, I got you, girl. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. When you were texting me and telling me, I'm like, she's right. And you were like, you know, we're like sisters and I have your back. And I'm like, she's right. But for me, that's very weird because mm-hmm. in all of my friendships, no matter how close, I don't allow myself to give yeah. a part of myself yeah. just because of everything that I've gone through. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, now do I share? Do I not? Uh, that You know, my whole self, do I, you know, say how I'm feeling all the time? Or I don't know. It's just so weird for me because I've never fully allowed myself to do that. Mm-hmm. And the only person I allowed myself to do that with was my ex-husband. And that obviously didn't go very well. And how did that work out? (laughs) Not very well. (laughs) So it's kind of like tiptoeing, but also realizing I have to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. I have to break that cycle in order to fully let myself live Mm -hmm. and experience life the way I'm meant to experience life. Yeah. I think for me it's identifying – who amongst my group of friends is is open to listening to that mm-hmm. and identifying who's willing to to hear me out or to understand me and that kind of stuff because it's still not for everybody right it's not um so it, it's kind of like you know I'm very visual so I literally saw myself taking two steps back and paying attention to all of my friends personalities mm-hmm in a way that I never had before. Right. And I realized, oh my gosh, like I could be sharing this with this friend. You know, I could be sharing that with this with this other friend. But I took a step back, not to criticize anybody. Like, no, there's there's I've always told people, and I've I was having this conversation with my nephew, there's different friends for different type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go talk to, you know, I don't know, you, your childhood friend about like very serious stuff. But then there's that friend that you only get along with when you go party. You mm-hmm. know, there's friends for different stuff. But what helped me was that I understood who I need to protect my energy from mm-hmm. and who I, I don't have to do that with. Right. So it was not in a way to overanalyze them or criticize them or or anything or categorize them. But it was like... It was more for myself mm-hmm. um, so that I can protect my energy, protect my space, protect my feelings. Like it had nothing to do with them. It was just more of for me. Right. Um, how can this be useful for me? Right. So, yeah, it's been a heavy week. Yeah. 
For sure. I don't think I let myself fully accept what I was going through until I texted you. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, yo, I just need to cry. <laughs> and I was driving on my way home and I was crying. Like, I let myself break down. And I told you, I was like, I was going to work out today, but I just want to meditate and I just wanted to, you know, yeah. relax. So I went home, of course being me i was like trying to force myself to do other things like wash dishes and things and then it got to a point where it was just like nope you're going to sit down you're going to relax you're gonna put some crystals on your body and you're gonna <laughs> meditate it it helped me to just take a step back and actually lay there, meditate, and then realize I needed to move my body. I needed to stretch because a lot of the time people don't really understand that we hold stress in our body. Yeah. We hold stress in our body. Yeah. Your back hurts. You know, you're uh -huh. sore. You can barely walk. It's you have to release. You have to stretch. You have to move so that that can leave your body. And yeah. I really was neglecting that to the point where like m remember my ankle was hurting when mm -hmm. I tried to go <laughs> run and I wasn't supposed to do anything. She tried to go running when I told her to sit her ass down and then she ended up hurting her ankle. I was like, Bis, Bis, I told you. <laughs> I wasn't listening and I hurt my ankle. Um, it got to the point where my hips were so tight, it hurt to walk. Mm. And your hips are where you hold the most trauma. Yeah. Yeah, so I just had to stretch it out and cry and just be like, I, I I did this to myself because I refused to look at what I was going through for so long that I allowed myself to get to where I was. And not to blame myself at all because mm -hmm. a lot of us have these mechanisms, but it's realizing that and saying, this is how I was taught. This is what I saw growing up. And now it's time for me to change the cycle and show up for myself. Mm-hmm it's it's like you said like the changing this the cycles i think that sounds more positive than breaking cycles right like is changing that cycle and stepping out of it mm -hmm. um you know another thing that i learned this um last week was i'm very quick to help people mm -hmm. and like to give advice and to help them like solve their problems and stuff like i've always been like that like I I'm a giver like that um if I see someone going through stuff and even though I'm going through my own stuff I'm like oh my gosh no their stuff is worse you know right so I'm always there so I'm always taking other people's not only energies but I'm always taking other people's issues mm -hmm. and I'm doing it in a way to help but at the end of the day it's still like dragging me right and I I think I I texted you that night and I was like Oh my gosh, I'm no longer taking people's shit. <laughs> and I I'm I mean this like not because they're being mean to me or anything, like your shit is your shit. No, I mean it like I'm no longer taking people's traumas. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer taking that energy that does not belong to me. Right. And um it came to me because um, like I said, I'm always like willing to give advice and I caught myself slowing down and not making myself so accessible this last week. And I realized 
this person or or this other friend they're strong enough to realize their own stuff they can figure their own path Mm -hmm. they can figure their own way and i wasn't as quick to make myself helpful in that way as i would have been in the past right and when i did that i ended up finding myself lighter and lighter Mm -hmm. because i was no longer taking their shit right and it took me back to you know my years at work Mm -hmm. i did a lot of that and what sucked was that i ended up blaming myself for it and i think i told you this like i'm not blaming myself for this person being upset Mm -hmm. that person's upset and they can control being upset if they want to or not but i'm no longer blaming myself for it and i did a lot of that at work i was constantly blaming myself Mm -hmm. for other people's bs and I was accepting that in my life right. and it ended up, you know, bringing me so down and it's like I've been going through this emotional detox lately. Right. So I think too, a lot of it is realizing that other people's triggers are not our responsibility. Yes, that was big for me because I'm always very quick to be like, Oh my gosh, I did what this. Did I do? What did I do? Yeah. What did I say? I fucked up. Da da da. No, we're all grown ups. Mm-hmm. We're all grown ups. And sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong, sometimes I do say the wrong shit. Like <laughs> sometimes I do mess up. Like everyone knows. Everyone knows me knows that. But I've been taking so I w- I've been making myself so responsible for stuff that haven't belonged to me. Mm-hmm. Um and that's when I realized the pattern that I was following at work for so many years. Yeah. I was taking all of their issues, all of their insecurities, all of their BS, mm-hmm. all of their personal stuff that was reflected at work. I was taking it as if they were mine. Right. Because I blame myself. Mm-hmm. This person went off on me because I did this wrong. This other person was rude because I said this wrong and everything was me, me, me. I did all this stuff wrong. No. Yeah. I can fuck up and the other person can still have the choice to be nice. Right. And I had a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of that at work. I had really good partners, uh, you know, really good supervisors that were mature enough to understand that. Yeah. Um, and also, though, it also takes a really healthy person to stop and say, hey, I don't know if you meant this that way, but this is the way I took it. Yes. And that hurt my feelings. Yes. Instead of lashing out. Um, and I feel, I feel free from that now. Yeah. Like moving forward with like all my relationships is like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not responsible for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, like you can figure out your own path. You can figure out your own emotions. You can figure out your own everything. Like it's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it just comes from like me always being like that, always trying to help out. Yeah. Um, I think too it comes from – you know, the way that we were taught, the way that we grew up is seeing so much trauma and then just being like, I want to help you. I'm going to save you. Yeah. It's such a savior complex. Yeah. And now I'm at that age where 
I realized that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not my responsibility. I have my own shit that I need to heal yeah. and take care of and trying to save somebody else because I don't want to deal with mine yet mm-hmm. is not the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, it's very like refreshing, you know, when, when you have that little aha moment mm-hmm. Um, it just, it changes the way you handle yourself. Um, (laughs) this is how I saw myself. So last week I was like, oh my gosh, be over already. I hate you. Get away from me. Like, I know you're teaching me something, but I don't know what yet. So just be done. Right. And then this last week, it was more of, okay, I got this. Not because I'm demanding myself, mm-hmm. but because... You're giving yourself the space. You're, yes, I gave myself the space. And I kind of saw myself kind of like a cartoon, you know, <laughs> like, you know, when like the main character is just, you know, walking around <laughs> and everything's blowing up in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I saw myself this week. <laughs> everything's going to shit, but it's okay. <laughs> Look at my flowers today, you know, like... <laughs> It's all about your perception and how you react to things. Yes. And it changes your outlook. Yeah. It It, takes a lot of time. It takes time. So much. I'm not always like this, you guys. It's not going to (laughs) happen overnight either. No. (laughs) No. It took me a long week and it's going to, I'm going to have another week like that and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have other stuff and it just, it goes with the process of healing different stuff within ourselves. Right. A lot of other stuff are going to come up that haven't come up, you know, and it's just a process. And that's another thing. Like, I don't care how long it takes anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to rush myself all the time. Well, that's the thing is it it never ends because <clears throat> when you're changing a cycle, it's an everyday thing. You're making a conscious decision mm-hmm. to live in this newfound, you know, way that you've you've come to grow and learn into that it it does take a conscious, you know, effort because it's so easy to just fall back and say, oh, I'm going to be just my old self again. It takes work to show up for yourself every day, not for anyone else. Show up for yourself. Yeah. And I think too, that was a big thing for me was, am I showing up for myself this week? Am I waking up early? Am I making an effort to do my meditations? Am I making an effort to move my body and release all that energy Mm -hmm. and that pain and that trauma that I still have that I'm still releasing? Mm -hmm. Am I doing that for me? Because it's nobody else's job to do it for me. Yeah. You were definitely going through that um, aftermath. Yeah. It was even to the point where I was hardly even texting you. I know. We were ignoring each other again. (laughs) Remember there was that, was it Friday that we didn't text each other all day? Mm-hmm. And then the next day we're like, oh my gosh, we're in such a funk. And we're like, yeah, we kind of knew. Um, but yeah, like we're not always like this, you guys. Yeah. We we are not. Like we hunker down still, you know. <laughs> we we are normal human beings. Yes. Like I, you know, I still have my my days, you know, that I'm I'm very depressed. I still have my days that anything's anxiety me, like even taking the wrong turn, you know, right. on the street or whatever. Like I still have those days, but it always happens that we pick the day to record when we're the most grounded. Mm-hmm. 
in the most gathered. Um, but we're not always like this. No. And we're not experts by any means. We're just literally sharing our journey with you yeah, guys. That's but- the whole point of this podcast is mm-hmm. normalizing all the feelings and the roller coasters of emotions that we go through that come with it on mm-hmm. a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Because it, it it's an everyday thing where you one day you may not wake up feeling, you know, great. And yeah. you have to process those emotions and go through it. Yeah. And it's humanizing having those conversations and humanizing your feelings and saying, I am a human being. I feel this way. And today I'm going through these emotions and that's okay. Yeah. You know, talking about the, the aftermath, um, how did you feel sharing your story? You know what? After was it was so, posted. I was so nervous. I listened I listened back to it and I gave myself such a hard time for being like and like and like and this and like <laughs> this. And I'm like, oh my gosh. How many times did you listen to it? Don't lie. So I listened to it once and then I'm like, okay, I can't. I'm just going to post it and, you know, that, to go from there. I was even nervous about saying, you know, like penis or like just – going so kind of graphic in certain instances I'm where I'm just like, did I say the wrong thing yeah. to like kind of dumb down what happened? Is mm-hmm. it going to take away from, yeah. you know, my story? But I just was like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm posting it. We we record on, on Denise's computers, you guys. So this girl gets to go home and listen to it. And she did that. <laughs> she did that. And she started you telling know, me. What's funny is you're like, you can't listen to it yet because I have it. And I'm like, or oh, I'm just not going to tell you. I've already listened I to it. it. I, I say, you're cheating. <laughs> I have not listened to it. And you're cheating. And because of that, You're second-guessing yourself (laughs) and you're nitpicking and just let it be. Put it away. But I think, too, I wanted to hear myself tell myself that and go through that process and be like, okay. Because I'm sure it still clicks a lot of stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it's still, like, like pinpoints. A lot Mm -hmm. of stuff that maybe you didn't notice in the past. Um, But, um after sharing it in, in like a few days and everything like how did how did you feel like what was the what was you the know, response from people i felt a little bit nervous <laughs> but also i felt good because even though my situation the way that it's panning out isn't the usual situation in which mm-hmm. this type of thing happens mm-hmm. i was happy to share my story because there's so many women yeah. men and children who go through this on yeah. a daily basis and they're afraid to talk about it. Yeah. But talking about it is what heals you. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was a big deal and that was more important to me than mm-hmm. being afraid yeah. of whatever was going to come of it. Yeah. And then having my friends and my family reach out to me and tell me, I just heard it and I can't believe like yeah thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. You know like I I myself am a victim and I took me so long to even recognize mm-hmm. that this happened to me. Yeah. And because you told your story mm-hmm. I'm starting that healing journey and I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming to the realization with myself that it wasn't my fault. Right. That it's okay to feel the way that I feel. And it's also okay to be happy and to live. Mm-hmm. 
because just because I'm a victim of such a negative happening doesn't mean that that has to be my life. It doesn't define you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't define you. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for the ones that reached out to Denise and, um, and um, it really meant a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was so happy when I started seeing the messages come in. I was like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) She she needs this right now. Um, Even the person that I least had expected to listen to it, which was my work husband, because he's never serious. (laughs) He's always making jokes. And I told him not to listen to it because I knew that it was going to be kind of awkward for him to process those feelings. But he literally was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that that is everything that happened to you. Yeah. So for me, that was big. Yeah. Someone who (laughs) was always joking and tried not to, you know. Be serious. Be serious. Yeah. Was all of a sudden very serious and apologetic and there for me and 100% having my back, which I always knew. But it's good to hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you guys and with you because I kept this to myself. Sorry. Um, hold on. Denise just told me to shut up, you guys. <laughs> she said, "Hold on," and then she cut me out. <laughs> uh, technical issues. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I'm gonna share something with you guys and with you because I didn't tell you about this. So. I've noticed that every time we post a recording, the next day is full of messages Mm -hmm. for me. And I've been going through this journey and, you know, Denise has really been the person that has guided me through this as far as like getting messages. And um, I share with you guys, I have my little chakra cards and uh, I pull one out almost every day. Sometimes I don't do it. Last week, I definitely didn't do it. Uh, And then I let it be my message for the day. And for me, it's a way to focus on the right part of my body for the day. Like what what I'm trying to process that Mm -hmm. day, what I'm trying to learn that day. So it just so happens that every time we, we post a recording, the next day is just full of random messages. And, um, I think for you and I together, we get a lot of numbers, right? We get a lot of angel numbers. Mm -hmm. So I started writing them down because there was just so many of them. And I started writing them down and I just noticed on my little notebook, I wrote day after second episode. No, after third episode, that's when you share your story. Mm -hmm. And um, it happened that I was also dealing with my own stuff and in my therapy, it came up that I needed to f- focus on staying grounded mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. And that's when I learned the whole thing about being kind to myself and not demanding so much. So I got the root chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said, strength comes from your connection to the root of your being, not what's going on around you. Strength comes from within and your angel numbers are guiding you. So Mm -hmm. some of it is stuff that I kind of put together myself. But the message was strength comes from your connection to the root of your being, not 
not everything else. Right, not your surroundings. Yeah, so that's what it was for me. It was like, that's when I saw myself like a little cartoon, like everything's blowing up behind me. But I'm being guided and I'm being given strength. But even that, the definition of strength for me now is not the same right. as it was six months ago. Mm-hmm. To me, strength six months ago was deal with it. Yeah. Put up with it. It's the line of work that you do. Mm-hmm. It's what you're expected to do. To do is your responsibility. Be strong. Shut your mouth. Keep it to yourself. No one wants to hear it, yeah. right? And now, it doesn't mean any of that. To me, strength is like, is something like, it's for myself. Yeah, it's not for anyone else. Yeah, it's the courage that I have now to say, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe tomorrow I'm going to get it. Yeah. You know, or like the whole, I was always rushing myself to get out of that funk. Yeah. Always. Oh my gosh, it's been two days. Oh my gosh, it's been this. I mean, a whole week was a little too much. But <laughs> <laughs> but in the past, it was like, just snap out of it yeah. already. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So now it's like, I can slow down. Yeah. I have the means to slow down right now. Mm-hmm. And it was that just feeling connected to myself and it like I I saw myself like sitting down and I said this to my therapist I saw myself sitting down with my feet on the on the dirt and just literally just grounded yeah without caring what other feelings people were throwing at me other issues that were throwing at me the stuff that wasn't working out paperwork and all this nonsense I kind of didn't care anymore and to me that was strength Mm -hmm. so like every week i feel like strength means something different yeah it looks different it looks different than what i thought it was Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just saw it on my notebook right now so i wanted to tell you (laughs) i didn't tell you about it um i didn't tell you about it i i'm always like bothering denise oh yeah by the way so i was bothering me i have to say this i have to say this you guys so I keep getting this word in my in my mind right now, aftermath, the aftermath, mm-hmm. because Denise's um, episode last week was huge in so many ways and for so many people. And, you know, it's like, what happens now? Where she, how's she doing right. now? You know, and we talked about it in another episode and we got so cheesy talking about our dudes because they <laughs> really are amazing. <laughs> um, so... Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. And your boyfriend too. Forgive me. Uh, (laughs) But it was their second year anniversary this week. And it was so special for me as a friend to finally see her happy. Mm -hmm. And it just happened to be right after you posted, you know, your story. Mm -hmm. And look at you now. And you have someone so special, so special next to you. And he's caring for you. And and he's such a nice person. And um, that day I wanted to text Denise so many times because like, I kept getting ideas and I kept getting like all these things. And I was like, no, it's her anniversary. No, it's her anniversary. So Wednesday came along and I just sent her like text after text after text. And I was like, just so you know, I didn't text you last night because it was your anniversary. But the aftermath was so amazing for me, mm-hmm. you know, to hear about like you just posted your story, you've gone through so much shit. We haven't even tapped into your 
your your marriage mm -hmm. the end of that marriage and what you went through with that yeah. but even so you're happy mm -hmm. and it's so amazing it was such a long process for me to get here because i was so traumatized mm -hmm. i there are even moments now where i'm like is he gonna get tired of me Aww. and then i'm like i look at him and then he'll say something and he's like i'm never gonna get tired of you Aww. so when our anniversary came yeah i was expecting nothing nothing we decided we were he called me after work and he's like you can choose wherever you want to go we'll order in mm -hmm. and it, it'll it'll just be me and you mm -hmm. i'm like okay cool and in my head i'm thinking what do i even want to eat like yeah you know but i decided i wanted to my ex-husband's korean i learned how to cook korean food for me it was wanting to share that with my boyfriend because mm -hmm. that's my favorite food. Yeah. And it's now he really enjoys it because mm -hmm. I make it very authentic. Like I make the tofu stew with dumplings and, mm -hmm. and I have my own hot pots. So I make it and – I'm just sitting here looking it. at you like you've never you've never done that for me, Denise. <laughs> She's like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Her face literally was like <laughs> such a fuchi face. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, does she not like Korean food? Or <laughs> she's like, no, you just have not done that for me. My bad. Carry on. <laughs> Back to the boyfriend. So. I have a uh, ring doorbell, mm -hmm. so I see him come home, and I text him, "Are you you're home already?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, I just came to walk, Chief." And in my head, I'm thinking, "That's weird. You came to walk the dog on our anniversary, right?" <laughs> so I get home a little bit after. And I put away all the, the stuff that I bought from the Korean market. Oh, wait. You weren't home. I wasn't home. You got the notification? I got the notification. You were spying on him. No, because <laughs> I you know, I don't I don't even pay attention to those. But then I saw somebody come inside the house, and I'm thinking, who the fuck is in my house? Yeah. <laughs> I know he's not off work yet. Who the F? So I'm looking at this camera thinking, somebody's breaking into my house right yeah. now. And then I look, and I'm like, Oh, hey. What the heck is he doing home? <laughs> and he's like nonchalant playing it off. I'm thinking, cool, whatever. I get home, put the groceries away. I'm taking a shower. And I'm thinking, he was just here. Where did he go? Like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to let it be. Whatever. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to get me flowers. or And then I'm like, no, like, I'm not even going to, you know, yeah. romanticize. Yeah. He comes back inside. We're in the bedroom. And I'm telling him this story because I literally had just talked to my coworkers about it. We were talking about flowers on anniversaries. Mm. And I'm like, oh, flowers are a waste of money. We don't need that. And one of my coworkers is – he's the least romantic person you'd ever meet in your life. But he was – his mindset was – if it's an anniversary and I love somebody, I'm going to get them fucking flowers. I don't care if it's a waste of money. And he's like, your man should get you flowers. And I'm like, nah, it's a waste of money. He's like, 
no, that's not how that works. I'm like, okay, whatever, calm down. (laughs) I get home. I'm telling my man the story about those flowers, and he's like, oh, yeah, flowers are a waste of money. Little do I know there's a big-ass bouquet in the freaking dining room. I'm walking out, and I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) And he's like – I didn't know if you had seen them already. That, and that's why you were telling me the story. He's like, but I just went along with it because I thought it was funny. Oh. And it's like that has never, ever happened to me before where mm. he canceled his clients for the end of the day. He came home early. For you. He bought me flowers. Yeah. He actually took the time to write me a card Aww. to tell me how he felt. So for me, that was a big moment to know that this is a relationship where I am honored, I am loved, and I am cared for Mm -hmm. in every sense of the word. Mm -hmm. And it was was a little bit weird that at the same time, I deserved it. Was it weird because you've never had it before? Mm -hmm. Okay. It was kind of like how to – how do I like? How do I be? How how do I be here? <laughs> That's exactly how it came out of my mouth, how do like I be in here? my head. How do I be here? like? I lost all, you know, recollection of how to speak English. And how, how do I be here? How do I, you know? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm trying to get it together right here. <laughs> but it was it, you know, in those moments where you realize. I have to change the cycle in which I'm so used to yeah. because that's the past. That's stuff that happened to me in the past. Mm-hmm. And I am worth everything that I'm being given. Yeah. We were talking about it after I was like blowing up her phone the next day. <laughs> uh, but we were saying like, holy crap, this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And we had no clue. Mm-hmm. That we were missing out. Right. And that's just flowers. And you know, the sad part of it is we've we've go through these relationships for so long that when we find something that's good, you question that. Yeah. And you question, is this real? Yeah. Are they going to change tomorrow? Yeah. When's the shoe going to drop? Yeah. And you never allow yourself to fully experience and accept that. I think it's because you're so used to like you're so used to the damage mm-hmm. it starts getting to the point where you feel that you don't deserve anything better than that. Yeah. So when something good comes along is is too good to be true. Right. I don't deserve this. They're going to see something about me and they're going to run away. Right. They're going to leave. Um and it's just because of all the shittiness you've had in the past. Yeah. So you don't, you don't know that it's real, you know. Mm-hmm. When something good is happening, you question it so yeah. much. And it's funny too because when we were having the conversation about the flowers and how it's a whole waste of money, my friend was. He turned around. And he looked at me and he said, "Why do you feel that way?" And I'm like, every time my ex would get me flowers, he would complain about how much they were. Oh. So for me, it was like. Yes, yeah, true. It's a waste. It's of a money. waste of money. Not I, for I, me. Not I, for me. I don't deserve. I don't deserve that. It's not for me. You guys can send me flowers any freaking day. Listen, she has like a million bouquets in her house. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, just 
<laughs> Look everywhere. how gorgeous my lilies are. <laughs> Literally. I'm going to post a picture, actually. <laughs> I promise you guys I'm going to post a picture at the end of this podcast <laughs> so you guys can see my lilies. Flowers make me happy. Yeah. And that's something that I discovered about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Because... There was so much nonsense going on in my life and so much abuse that I found myself smiling when I would have fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I live with my boyfriend now, but when I had my own place, that was the one thing that would make me smile sometimes, just seeing the flowers, yeah. and they were mine. Mm-hmm. So you guys might think it's weird, but I don't care. I buy my own flowers sometimes. Yeah, no, girl. Like Self-love. I, yes. Self-love. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I go um, grocery shopping every week and I get myself flowers. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend hates it sometimes because he's like, damn it, I was just going to go get you a bouquet. Will you stop? <laughs> I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but I love flowers. Yeah. But I think for me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like similar to you, like to you, they're a waste of money because that's what was told to you. Right. I got you this gift, but it's such a waste of money. Yeah. It was like impossible for you to be happy about right. it. And for me, it was because I would never get them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like special occasions. Yeah. And you're like, I'm um, going to get this shit for myself. Then. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and once I started doing that for myself and I realized, I realized how much I liked them. Mm-hmm. And... So it was the same thing. I will never get them unless it was like Valentine's Day right. or like anniversary. Mm-hmm. Probably not even my birthday. Uh, but I have fresh flowers in my house every week, you guys. There's actually one that's like dead right now and is bugging the crap out of me. I know. I saw it. And Did I'm like, it? is she trying to save that or no. what's happening? <laughs> it means I didn't get to it. <laughs> that's it. That's interesting yeah. though. So are you all about your flowers right now? I love them so much. They probably look gorgeous. They're white roses with the white lilies. That's my favorite combo. They're so gorgeous. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. You know, and that so I'm actually I'm very creative, okay? I have my own business, but also my sister-in-law saw a hat with flowers on it on Etsy. Uh-huh. She showed it to me and I said, "I can make that." i made it for her and i fell in love with it i did not want to give it to her so when i told b i was like oh i'm gonna make us hats (laughs) and i think i want to dry out my valentine's or my anniversary flowers and put them on my hat oh that'd be so cool don't tell me that because I'm going to be popping in with my flowers almost dead every <laughs> week. Like, Denise, uh, here's some flowers. <laughs> Denise, I need this. <laughs> Can I have another hat? <laughs> I don't mind. I yes. love doing that. You know what? Um, I just realized how long we've been talking, but um, <laughs> we we usually don't plan, you guys. When we record, we really we don't. We just talk. We just talk. Like, literally, this is us. We just talk, but... One of the things that we wanted to talk about, about uh, breaking cycles, and I think it will be a good episode for next week, is like Denise said, she's very creative and it's so organic to her. And it's so, I think that's why it's so beautiful, like the pieces that you make, because yeah. it's just so natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of Denise's 
um, journey of breaking those cycles has been starting her own business. And it was an idea that you had for so many years. Girl, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. <laughs> so we want to share that with you guys. And we're probably going to end up doing that next week because I really want her to share her story with you guys. It is possible to say, you know what? This is not for me anymore. And I want to try something new. Yeah. And then just kind of hearing the process of all mm-hmm. of that. I have a couple friends that have done that. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, like, that's so scary. scary. Yeah. yeah. So um, in the meantime, go to our website. Our website is up, you guys. And Denise's business is there. If you click on the shop link, mm-hmm. her business is there and you can go check it out. Um, we also have a growing list of resources that we've provided yes. for you. Different things that have worked for us. They may work for you if you want to try them please feel free to reach out to any of the people that are on there. Yes, I I listed my life coach. She's a psychologist, you guys. I just call her life coach because <laughs> that's just me. I assign her own name. Her name is Dahlia, and um, she is so great. Um, go check her uh, Facebook page. Her phone number is there. She's bilingual. Um, she's doing, uh, the zoom meetings right now and that's Mm -hmm. how I met her and then some other stuff that has worked for the two of us. Yeah. So go check it out. What's her actual website? Who's our website? Oh, coffee and tea podcast.com coffee and tea podcast.com. <laughs> As you guys can tell, the niece is the tech of the two of us. She said, I want this and I make it. Yes, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of the dead flowers. <laughs> but uh, yes. And then our Instagram is coffee and tea with D underscore, underscore v. v. Coffee and tea D underscore V. With D underscore. Never mind. Just listen to Denise, you guys, on this. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll share her um, journey on her business next week. Yeah. Otherwise, this episode is going to be like two hours long. Yeah. So we'll share that with you guys next week. And thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, we're also available on Apple. <gasps> yes. yes. So we were just approved to release on apple podcast so if you want to take a listen on apple podcast including this episode (laughs) you can yeah i don't want to listen to i don't have spotify (laughs) anymore (laughs) no we're kidding yeah um it's on apple and it's still on spotify Mm -hmm. and then as the story pretty much everywhere at this point yeah okay uh we'll post about it and remind you guys on our instagram that I'm not even going to try to say right now. <laughs> and by the way, for the record, I just want to let you guys know that we both drank tea today. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I'm drinking tea, you guys. I'm drinking tea. I can't believe this. That's how shitty my week was last week. I actually started drinking tea, tea. before going to sleep mm-hmm. in hopes that I could get a good night's it sleep. It runters though. It actually did. I slept. And that's been a huge struggle for me. But anyways, I'll tell you guys about that next Next week. week. Yeah, I'm just going to make a note. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a good night. Bye, guys. Bye.